Uh, Christine McVie really hits out of the park on this way. You make love and fun, one of the great Fleetwood Mac songs of all time. And again, today we tribute the whole show to Christine McVie, passed away yesterday at the age of 79 years old. I don't want your opinion on this one, Curtis. Thank you. 79 passed away yesterday. Great song, You Make Love and Fun, by Christine McVie. Joining me live in studio this morning, every day, 12.15 to 1 o'clock, all weekend long, hours and hours and hours. He is also the host of the Sid Rosenberg Wrap-Up Show, 12.15 to 1 every day, a.k.a. the Curtis Sliwa Show. The genius, and I mean that, the iconic radio legend genius that is Curtis Sliwa. Also, mind you, and it's worth saying every time, a hero here in New York, the Guardian Angels. Although they went out there last night protecting innocent New Yorkers at the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree lighting for some reason... Why weren't your people there last night, Curtis? What happened? Please. Uh, what? We needed in the subways. Not, uh, oh, not what around do you mean? the Christmas You're telling tree. me that nobody got hit over the head by uh, by 49th and 5th last no, night? No, and let me tell you something. No. You played Fleetwood Mac, right? Yeah. I realize she passed on. Yeah. But I have nightmares thinking of Bill Clinton and Hillary Rodham Clinton on the stage of Madison Square Garden, 1992, oh, when he that. was anointed I the Democratic that. presidential nominee. Yeah. You, I feel soiled this morning. <laughs> I feel like I got to take uh, a I shower. I do remember that. He did play the saxophone to uh, oh, which God. song? It wasn't Landslide. What? Um, don't Stop. Don't even. Stop. Yeah, Thank you. That was his theme music. I remember, yeah. Well, Wait, what, why what why can did I you do that you? to me? Why? why? <laughs> no, he stole that from us. Uh, we, we love Fleetwood Mac. We don't love Bill Clinton anymore. I did love... Bill Clinton at one point. You know, talking about uh, the the tree lighting and NBC last night, Al Roker wasn't there. He's back in the hospital. It sounds like it's pretty serious stuff. You've got a great story, Curtis, about Al Roker. Yeah, well, uh, he's unfortunately has these blood clots that are emerging fast and furiously. But he spent a bit of his time going up in Canarsie. Right by you. Uh, near me, uh, Bayview Projects. Sure. <laughs> same place where Howard Schultz uh, grew up, you know, CEO of Starbucks, who was walking up and down Flatlands Avenue, going into Lucchese joints looking for card games, the degenerate gambler that he was. Is that true? Yes. Is he still like that? Uh, well, let's just say he's having problems with his baristas, his partners, no right? Kidding. Who want to unionize all over the place. Are, are you talking about Howard Schultz or Eric Ulrich? Uh, no, no. Howard Schultz, <laughs> although they were probably cut from the same cloth. <laughs> The same game, probably, yeah, and I love Eric. Although he went to Canarsie High School. And then remember Sally. Sally, the great center for Canarsie, went on to play for uh, the L.A. Lakers, Detroit Pistons. Oh, John Sally. Yes, John Sally. He went to that school, too? Yeah, and guess what? What? Guess who babysitted for him? For John Sally. Howard Schultz. No kidding. Yeah, the same projects. And you know who else was living there? Al Roker at the time. He was going to high school. He was going to Xavier High School. Jesuit great school. High school Still right? a great school. Uh, yeah. 6th Avenue and 14th Street. So he had to take the L train there, last stop Rockaway Parkway. Back then, Xavier, they had to wear their grays, the cadet outfits, two days a week. So he says, Curtis, you know, whoa, first off, I'm walking down Rockaway Parkway from Bayview Projects. All the Supreme Cuisines, Italians, are great. <laughs> hey, get the bats, get the chains, the Moulinian is here. Well, that, chaser- remind, that reminds me of, of Howard Beach. Yes. When those kids went to have pizza at, uh, what is the name of that place? New Park Pizzeria. New, and they chased them on, pizzeria, right, well, it happens right. to be a great pizzeria. Yeah. But they chased these kids onto the Bell Parkway with bats, and those kids died. That was a brutal time yes. in New York yeah, City. Yeah, horrible. So this was about the same time, but this is in Canarsie. Earlier. Early. Okay. So he's he's having to run through the gauntlet just to get to the train station to take the L train. Now, it's during the Vietnam War. So he's on the L train in his grades, 
twice a week. People are coming up. You baby killer. What the hell? Did, oh how many How many people did you kill in Vietnam? Oh and they're spitting God. at him. They're oh. hitting him. Oh, and he goes, oh, my God. By the time I got to school, I said, do I have to wear my grace? They said, yes. You have to wear your grays oh twice God. a week. No kidding. Yeah, then I think eventually he moved to Southeast Queens. But for a while, they, <laughs> you imagine a black guy in Canarsie No, that's a then. rough commute. That is a rough commute, yes. My no. cousins were out there, right? Hey, Curtis, did you see? Uh, I said, what's wrong with you guys? Lenny Beans, Bianchino, Joey G, the Chiefs from Howard Beach. Leave these guys alone. Well, let's stay in Queens talking about Howard Beach and that area right there, whether it's where I live in the Rockaways or Middle Village. That's my guy and your guy tom sullivan we talk about tom quite a bit because he is as we speak still up three votes in that assembly race in queens over stacy amato the election was like a month and a half ago they are doing everything they can the democrats the nepotism the stacy amato crew to steal this election win from tom sullivan and today is another big day in that race Tell everybody, Curtis, what's going on. Well, unfortunately, Tom Sullivan and his supporters have to be in New York State Supreme Court in Queens on Sufton Boulevard at 930. And a judge will rule on whether to allow 96 disqualified ballots in the count. Now, who disqualified these ballots? Republicans and Democrats Both together. of them. Both of them. They all looked at them. Remember, like the hanging chads. What do you think? What do you think? Okay, disqualified. They all, they were disqualified. So naturally, the Pfeiffer crew says, oh, no, 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 no. We're not going to accept the fact that it's Tom Sullivan. It's funny you Sullivan. call her Pfeiffer, not Amato. That was her, her old name, Pfeiffer. Yeah, Pfeiffer. Let's right. say Audrey Pfeiffer, <laughs> right? The grand dame. 80 years old. She's the county clerk. The fix is in. Yeah. She's with the New York State Supreme Court. She knows all the judges. They bought their judgeships. $100,000 they have to contribute in order to wear the black regal robe so that you can say at your favorite uh, restaurant there, Mateo's, you know, hey, oh, oh, the judge is here. You got to give them the front yeah, table, yeah. right? You could be a traffic judge, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, well, the judge is here. But anyway. You know what's funny? You mentioned Mateo's, my favorite restaurant. In Boca Raton, in East Boca, there is a Mateo's. It's run by my dear friend Peter Kramer, who's like a family member. I love him so much. We go there all the time. That's our only Italian spot in Boca. I've never been to the Mateo's in Howard Beach. I go to Bruno's or I go to Lenny's Clam Bar. But well, uh, not to stop you, but I've never, you. No, I've never I been I to Mateo's on Court Street. Uh, yeah. I crushed Fernando Mateo in the Republican primary. <laughs> know, he hasn't he been did. heard from. He hasn't conceded But that's not yet. his restaurant. He doesn't own that. He's got the same last name, but it's not his restaurant. That's true. That's yeah. true. But yeah. anyway, so... They're going to steal the election today with a judge that is their judge. The judge is in their pocket. The fact is Tom Sullivan won this election fair and square. Yes, he did. He's running. He won by 300 votes. Now his lead is down to, if I, if I saw this correctly, it's down to three votes. Three with 96 disqualified ballots in the count. Now, they were disqualified by Republicans and Democrats together. So all of a sudden... The grand dame, her mother, Audrey Pfeiffer, 80 years old, and her stepfather, who is the lobbyist for all the New York State court officers in the court, right? The fix is in. And you say, they're stealing this election right in front of our eyes. The whole world is watching this morning at 930. Watch them as they steal this election from an honorable man, a real hero, a man who has run before against Joe Adabo, another product of nepotism. His father was a congressman. He's the state senator. And even the Democrats, as much as they are stealing this election from him, say, 
There's never been a finer human yeah. being that they've yeah. ever, ever true. had as an adversary. True. It's true. I, I know I know him for 40-plus years, well before he even went to Iraq or Afghanistan or Kuwait or dragged bodies out of the burning buildings on 9-11. He did all of that, folks. That's a true story. He is the, the most easygoing, quiet he doesn't like any of this attention. You know, we talk about Bernie being that type of guy. Tom, even more than Bernie. Yes. He doesn't like any of this attention, and he deserves a heck of a lot better. Uh, my driver, Freddie, told me this morning that, yes, to your point, Curtis, they're in court the next three days. In fact, his son, Tom Willis, is going to be there. Now, let me ask you but a question. The, but the recount is actually Monday. Is that right? Well, well today. No, it, no, the recount is Monday, but they spend the next three days in court. Right, looking at these disqualified ballots. Right. They're going to recount it all over uh, I know, again. I know. And so they're going to find all of it. Oh, another, <laughs> of another ballot for Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer. And by the way, how could he lose this district? I won it when I was running for mayor. Zeldin won it when he was running for governor, right, Republican. How does he lose that district? He can't, right? There's no way. And you, you won by people, a lot, right? right. You, you, won. you think people all of a sudden say, I'm voting for Curtis, but you know all of a sudden I'm not voting for this guy, Tom Sullivan, no. who's a better Republican than me. And by the way, Zeldin, right? Obviously, I'm voting for Zeldin, but I'm going to vote for Pfeiffer. Come on. Never happened. Great point. That is a great point. Listen to that right there. They voted for Curtis. They voted for Zeldin. Now they're voting for Pfeiffer. I don't think so. Fee five four from yeah. Pfeiffer. <laughs> but while we're talking about Tom Sullivan about to get screwed, it looks like another great oh. guy in the borough of Brooklyn, who oh. you know very well, he Lester. got screwed. Lester what, Chang. What is the story, Curtis, with Lester Chang? Uh, Asian-American wins the assembly seat in Brooklyn. That is not predominantly an Asian district. There's a growing number of Asians, Chinese-Americans. But there's Italians and there's Orthodox Jews. Not far from where you grew up over in the Midwood section. Like where? Where would that be? Do you know uh, exactly? Bensonhurst, that whole okay, area sure, in that sure. area. And by the way, he didn't win by a couple of votes. He won by six points, 53 to 47, if I'm right. correct. Overwhelming against this guy, Abate Jr., who's been there since the assembly was first started after the Revolutionary War. I mean, all kidding aside, he's been there for almost 40 years. Exactly. And you know what he did at the 9-11 commemoration in the area? Lester Chang shows up in his Navy whites. 24 years he served. Two tours of duty in Iraq. Oh, wow. He helped set up Jacob Javits Center, you know, when it, it was the site where you would get your, uh, uh, your vaccines, right? Working there every day. Well, he and, sounds like Tom Sullivan a little bit. Totally. They're like, they're like birds of the same feather. Wow. Truly our heroes. And you know what this guy Abade Jr. says in front of the crowd? Oh, Lester, isn't it kind of early for you to be wearing your Halloween costume? No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he did not. That's on record. Oh, my God. Can you believe this? Now, you know how, oh you know how Chinese Americans are. Humble, yes. very honorable. He's not going to say nothing. He didn't say anything. Now, you know, if that were you or me, oh, we would have punched it. his schnoz oh, right put down a, his I'll throat. put a bat right between his eyes. Man, we would have given him a concrete facial right there. Damn right. Right in front of Mateo. It's on Cross Bay Boulevard. Right, right. So he <laughs> says this to Lester. Now, now imagine this. Lester, three years ago, his wife dies. He's living on Riventine oh, Street. God. In Chinatown. Are you writing? Is this a movie or is this for real? It should be a movie. Oh, my God. Uh, he's visiting his mother and staying at his mother's 95. He went to Midwood High School. My sister went there. Right. The and great he, Liz Rosenberg. His, his mother lives there and she has dementia. So he's her primary care person. He's living in Brooklyn. He's going door to door with young Asian and Chinese Americans to get out to vote for Republicans. Now why are you making it uh, almost emphasizing the fact that he's living in Brooklyn? Why are you emphasizing well, that? Well, because they're challenging that. They're saying, oh, no, 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 no. He didn't live in the district. 
and we're going to prevent him no, 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 from taking no, his no, seat. No no. no, no, no. The assembly, the Democrats are going to prevent him. They're going to barricade the assembly chambers and not allow him to take his seat. Well, well, hold on. So you're telling me that they're making an argument now after the election is already over. Yes. And this guy won by six points that he cannot have that seat because he doesn't live in the area. Exactly. Why didn't somebody make that point weeks and weeks ago before the election was over. Said no Republican had ever done well in that area. They thought he was a person of no consequence. They don't know Lester like I know Lester. I've campaigned with him. Going door to door, not just to the Chinese, obviously he speaks their language, but to the Italians and to the Orthodox Jews. And you know Italians. A Chinese guy shows up, hey, what do you want to buy my house? You got a, you got a suitcase full of cash? Like, okay, come on in. We'll have a new touch at the cafe. A little coffee here. Let's talk. We don't need the bank. We don't need a little guy. You are so right. Right, because that's what they assume. A Chinese guy is coming. They're going to buy the house all cash. Right. We don't need a mortgage. We don't need a banker, right? And he wins it fair and square. And he's brought so many Asian Americans and Chinese Americans into the Republican Party, which is desperately needed. Because, as you know, they supported me. They supported yeah. Zeldin. But more importantly, when Black Lives Matter was attacking me and the Guardian Angels in Chinatown, because, you know, we were battling them in the summer of 2020. Yes. All the other Chinese uh, that we were protecting in the area, they ran for cover because they saw Hawk Newsom and Black Lives Matter coming down the block. You know who stood with us for hours as we were battling them? Lester Chang. I was going to guess Lester Chang. Sure. Lester Chang, wow. member of the American Legion. If you go to Chinatown today, you see this crumpled, deteriorated monument. They won't even let you near there to honor the Chinese Americans who served First World War, Second World War, Korean War, Vietnam War. He's led the effort to try to get it fixed. They won't do anything at City Hall to honor these veterans. And they want to take this seat away from a great American hero. Well, I'm so glad you brought this up. This is a real travesty. I mean, you've got Tom Sullivan and Lester Chang, two war heroes, one in Queens, one in Brooklyn. And because they're Republicans, they're getting screwed in a big, big way. This Lester Chang story, I just became familiar with it. This is heartbreaking. But think of Heartbreaking. This, right? You talk about Asian-American hate, Asian-American oh, yeah. attacks. Yeah. What's worse than this when you're a rising group? A minority group, you're playing by the rules, right? You're sending your kids to school. They're not getting into trouble. You're, you're, you're building neighborhoods that were in decay. Then a guy wins fair and square in a non-Asian community, right? That's, he, wins, he didn't win he, because he, it he, was, he wins by a big margin, too, to his credit. 53-47. Yeah. yeah. Uh, takes out a guy, Peter Obate Jr., who said to him, imagine on 9-11, everybody else is standing around. Oh, Lester, I see you dressed for Halloween early oh, in your navy whites. What a disgraciado. What a shunda. <laughs> Terrible. And yet the Democrats, this is what they've said. If he tries to take his seat in the state assembly in Albany, we will block him. Wow. We will not allow him to sit in the chamber. I almost feel like you and I then need to be standing right there with Lester Chang and turn this into West Side Story. We need to have, Let's a, do it, man. We need to have a demonstration. Yes. I, I reached out to Nicole Maliotakis. I said, Nicole, Congresswoman, we can't let this happen. And she said, Curtis... Whatever you do, and obviously uh, we're bringing you into the fold, Sid, we must make sure that Lester Chang sits in the assembly to represent that area in Brooklyn. Imagine the Democrats would stand there and deny him no, an opportunity terrible. to represent an area where he was duly elected. See, this is why, as we wrap up this segment, even though you're, you know, your stick is brilliant, you know radio as well as anybody, if not more than anybody. 
and the whole thing you do with me in the afternoons, that's fun. It's great fun, and it keeps people coming back and forth to both shows. But it's stories like this, on a serious note, Curtis, which really make you a New York legend when a guy is being treated unfairly, a war hero, a great New Yorker, he's being treated unfairly. You are always, to your credit, you're always the first one to make everybody else aware of it, and you're always the first one out there defending that guy. That's why I love you. That's why New York loves you. And above and beyond your radio shtick, that's why you are a New York legend. Thank you. I couldn't ask you about Milo Yiannopoulos. No, save it for later. Oh, no, no, no. You were at the <laughs> wedding, right, when he was gay. And then yeah. all of a sudden now he's straight. Why yeah. don't you have him on the show? <laughs> for all time's sake. I'm going to bring him back. A little s- smooch. You can sit with us you if know, you, you want. You can swap spit with him, right? <laughs> I've already done that. 12.15 to 1 o'clock every weekday, all weekend long. He's so good, folks. The great Curtis Sleewell.